up to today? You gonna go outside? You gonna stay inside? You gonna call someone and FaceTime? You gonna have a Skype? You gonna have a Skype session? What what can you do? I mean, I guess uh, you could go skiing is apparently still allowed. I'm assuming they have to wipe off those, uh, what is it, the T-pole? What's the little one that you stick between your legs and it pulls you up the hill? That I always thought was a little bit, even as a child, I said, that's a little bit, that's a little too erotic to have out here in front of everyone. This is a family hill. This is a place of family activities. And you got this giant rod that people are just sticking between their legs, the T-bar. That's just came to me. The T-bar. God, nothing. The reason that I had to quit skiing, cue the piano music, and I had to end my career as a snowboarder was really just because I don't enjoy it. I just don't have fun, okay? It is fun to do the slidey part, to go down the hill, is a lot of fun. When you're actually skiing, that is tons of fun. But dude, the stuff that you have to go through to get to the slidey fun part was too much for me. It's too much. You gotta wake up early. No thanks. On my day off? No thanks. Hey everyone, we're gonna go skiing, so set your alarms for 5 a.m. Because by the time that everyone eats breakfast, puts on their ski suit, takes their ski suit off to go to the bathroom, puts their ski suit back on, loads up the car, get in the car, forget something, turn back, go, leave to the mountains, get to the mountains, take off your shoes, put on your ski boots, go to the bathroom again, take off your scoot, get into a line, buy a lift pass, get in line for the gondola, get up to the hill, now put on your skis, everyone wait while we put on our skis, now we get in another line, and we wait in that line, and then we go up the chairlift, and then we put our bindings back on. It's like, dude, I've been up for nine hours by the time I get to go down the first run. It's just too much to me. And I get, if you're if you're into it and you really have fun, then it's totally worth it. But I can take it or leave it. To me, the slidey fun part is fun. It's about the same amount of fun as when you throw, when you throw a Frisbee good. You know that feeling when you throw a Frisbee good right like it, you know everyone knows how to throw a frisbee bad it's how everyone throws it you throw it it's got a huge hook on it it goes like 45 degrees 100 feet away from the person you're throwing it at but every now and then you throw it good right that's right when the chicks walk by <laughs> like whoa that guy can throw a frisbee and he can throw it underhand damn dude <clears throat> so anyway yeah, I always found it was like such a pain. The only part I really, really like, well, the part I like the most about skiing was that feeling of when you're at the top of a run and you go like, let's do one more and then lunch. I love that feeling. Hey, how about one more run and then lunch? Yes. Because then the whole way down, I get to think about just going in, getting lunch, spending $34 on chicken fingers. The level of inflation on a ski hill is insane. You get up there, do you want a sandwich? Oh, do you? would you like a bologna sandwich? I hope you increase the tap limit on your American Express. It's they, But it's because they, they know they've got you, right? They're like, you're up here now. We can charge whatever we want, yeah? You're stuck up here. What are you gonna make your own sandwich, not now? 
<laughs> or you're one of those people who makes their own lunch and brings it. And then, I don't know. I always feel like as an adult, you just, you know, oh, I'm opening up a Ziploc with my own peanut butter and jelly sandwich as an adult. Am I on a field trip? Should I have a chaperone? I'm going to eat goldfish. So, ooh, goldfish crackers. That makes me hungry just thinking about it. But yeah, I never felt like the payoff was worth it for how much stuff you have to do just to get there and do the whole thing. And then if it's busy, God, if it's busy on a ski hill, you hit those green runs. Those are the most dangerous runs. People would say the black diamond runs are the most dangerous. They're dangerous because they're steep, but at least there's no one there because no one's going to mess with them. Dude, the green runs. You got people out there. I swear, half of them don't even have eyes. And they're just zigzagging. When you see a collision on the ski hill, it's one of the most unbelievable things. Because it's basically the human, the human equivalent of a car accident. It's just two humans smashing into each other. And what makes it kind of hilarious is to just see the gear <laughs> that goes flying. Because at least if two humans smash into each other on the street regularly, nothing's falling off. Someone's shoe might come off if it was a high-speed human-on-human collision. But skiing, dude, it's like skis go, uh, poles are going into the woods. Someone's lunch, someone's sandwich is up in a tree. There's nothing more embarrassing to me than watching someone who, like, their ski falls off and they have to do that climb back up the hill to get the ski. <laughs> I would just leave the ski and I would go home. I would rather do that than climb back up a tree. Crawl. Skiing might be the only time adults have to crawl on our hands and knees to go and retrieve equipment. It's just embarrassing. I wish I could do it, though. If there's a ski hill right at my house, if I could just wake up and go to it, like go out of my window and there's a hill right there, I would do it every day. It's all the other stuff. And I'll say this, too, not to put a huge flex on you, but I used to uh, snowboard. <laughs> Who's the cool guy now? A board, dude. A shred nar pow with my snowboard. And that's really tough. That is snowboarding is such an unnatural thing for humans to do that it's not like like at least skiing, you're still facing forward. And that's a natural position for a human. Generally, we face forward. And that's where we're moving in life. You're running, you're going forward, you're walking. Your feet face forward, you go forward. Even on a roller coaster. Or in French, a coaster de roller. Est-ce que tu avoues de coaster de roller? Your feet are forward and you move in that direction. Snowboarding, all of a sudden your feet are facing one way and whoop, you're going sideways. And if you're not, it's not one of those things you can just pick up. And I saw it happen one time. I saw it at the ski hill. There was this, uh, there was three people in front of us, a family, the kids, obviously, and then the mom and the kids were like, mom, they're renting equipment. Right. And she's like, I'll get skis. They're like, no, mom, come on. You got a snowboard. She's like, I don't know how to snowboard. And these kids are demons. These kids are they're like, mom, it's easy. You can figure it out. Don't worry. And in my head, I'm like, she's not going to figure it out. Nobody just figures out how to snowboard unless she's an avid wakeboarder or she watches a lot of Silver Surfer, the action hero. She's not going to be able to figure this out. And sure enough, it was like two runs later. I just see this lady. 
sitting on the side of the hill, cry, bawling, just bawling her eyes out. And her kids are there trying to console her. And I don't blame her for crying because she's just, she's realized that she can't snowboard and there's no easy way down. You're so high up that if you can't snowboard at all, you literally just have to slide on your butt the whole way down. Uh, just another humiliating thing. So, I don't know. I was always impressed by the people who can do terrain park. That's sick, right? Hop on, do a rail. I never figured that part out with anything. How to do tricks? I never figured that out. Not on my snowboard. I think I tried to jump one time on my snowboard, and that's when I broke my wrist. And by the way, shout out to the doctor at that ski hill. That was the first time I ever snowboarded. We did lessons. Last run of the day, of course. It's always the last run of the day. And of course, I eat it. Right on my wrist. And I'm like, it kind of hurts a little bit. And I didn't even want to get it looked at. My mom was like, let's go to the doctor. It's swelling up. I get into the doctor at the ski hill. And dude, this guy, like, supreme confidence. He's like, it's not broken. I'm like, okay. My mom's like, are you sure? It's like pretty swollen. He's like, no. He'd be in a lot more pain if that was broken. We went home. Guess what? Very much broken. Very much broken. Missed my Pee Wee 10 championship because of it. You happy? You happy, Dr. Deny? <laughs> that actually happened uh, when I broke my leg, too. I broke the bottom, too. You know what's so funny is I say I broke my leg because it sounds tougher. And when I say that, you th you're thinking like femur. You're thinking like mid-leg. The truth is it was two hairline fractures at the very bottom. Of whatever those two bones are called, the tibulus fibulus, the tibuloop, the tubuloop fubuloop, you know the two. You got them too. Touch them right now. Feel them. Those two. Or maybe it's one. I take that back. It's only one bone. Dude, whatever that bone is, I had two little breaks, fractures right in the bottom of it. Right kind of where my ankle is. And I broke it playing hockey. And uh, yeah, I remember first doctor I went to, same thing. Because I walked in on it. And he's like, it's not broken. You wouldn't be able to walk if that was broken. And we're like, okay. And then that thing just kept swelling up. And then we went to my actual doctor a week later after I've been walking on this thing. And he's like, we had to do a CAT scan, which is crazy. They like, for a CAT scan, they inject like fucking nuclear material into you. And then you go home for a bit so that it can nuclease in your blood. I don't even know what it was. It makes you glow on the inside. Yeah. And then you go back and they scan you. And he's like, yeah, this is broken. And you've been walking on it for a week and a half. So you're, you're lucky if you don't have any permanent damage. And who knows? Maybe I do. Maybe it all went to my head. Anyway, um, we got a lot of, man, so many things have happened, which is hilarious. Trump, his, own, his Twitter got suspended. I mean, dude, that's pretty ballin'. Think about the the, the president. Got their Twitter. The president of the United States tries to log into their Twitter. Imagine him in the in the the office, the White House office, right? He's at his desktop. He tries to log into his computer, his Twitter, and it just says denied. <laughs> and it's one of those I must have typed my password wrong. Denied. Denied. I got hacked. How can the Secret Service not help you out with that? That's crazy to think about how many strings a president could pull. The power 
You can literally veto people off of death row, I'm pretty sure. You can pardon people off of death row. A murderer, you can pardon them so that they don't die. That's how much power you have. But you can't unlock your Twitter. <laughs> you can't even get your Twitter unblocked. Unreal. I think his Facebook got blocked too. I don't know why a president would have Facebook. That seems really bizarre. Here's my here's my president fan page. So you guys can all argue in the comments. Which, by the way, I feel like that's what Facebook is. I don't even, to be honest, really go on Facebook that much anymore. Because all the social media stuff I do is just on my phone. Instagram is built for that. And Facebook, every time I I hop onto Facebook to post occasional things, and every time I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. I haven't been on for a while, but I'm going to give this a shot. And every time I hop on, the first thing I see on the news feed is someone going off about chemtrails or they're fighting over, it's just arguing in comments. And I'm like, I'm out. And this is why I left. Because of this. Facebook needs an intervention. Do not get in comment arguments. on What are you doing? Has anyone ever won? Has anyone had ever had a super solid comment argument on Facebook that goes on and on? And then eventually the other person is like, thank you. You know what? I actually totally agree with your standpoint and I retract everything I've said. <laughs> and then that person goes... Thank you very much. And this was the most valuable thing I could do today. Of all the things I could have done, I could have exercised. I could have talked to my children. I could have set some goals. Having this argument about fluoride in the water. Wow, I'm proud of myself. And I hope that goes on my tombstone. John H. Henry. Truth fighter on Facebook. What a legacy to leave. Do you guys ever think about that stuff? We're going to be the first generation who our grandchildren will have actual proof of us. Actual things. Because all that we have of our great-grandparents, right? There's at least some... I'm a little bit jealous because they have some lore. I don't know if that's the right word, but they have some mystery. Everyone's great-grandparents. There's a little bit of mystery, which makes them that much cooler, that much more interesting people. All you have is black and white photos of your great-grandparents and then the, the stories that they tell you and you just have to piece it together in your head. And there's something cool. About, like It's like an old book, right? And they have tales of hard times. Your grandma and I, we used to have to wash steamboats for a penny a day. And then you're like, well, that's bullshit. And then they show you a picture of a steamboat and you're like, I guess it's true. But at least that's all you, I think that's all you should know about your great-grandparents is like how they got to where they are, what kind of jobs they had, and maybe what their first car was. And the rest, less history, more mystery. That's great. It makes me sick to think that our grandchildren are going to look back. We're not going to have that same level of prestige is maybe the right word, clout, because they're going to look back and we'll do the same thing. We'll be like, COVID-19 was the hardest pandemic. People lying in the streets. And then they're going to look back and like, uh, Grandpa, there's that, there's this video of you on a thing called TikTok where you're banging a banana on your face. Do you know what this is? 
We're undermining ourselves. And that's really weird to think. I don't even think I would want to see, like, I'm glad they didn't have social media around when my parents were my age. Do you think that I want to see, you want to see pictures of your mom, what they would do on social media? No. You respect your parents because you don't know anything about them. (laughs) Isn't that true in a way? You respect your parents because of how little you know. We're not going to have that. Unless we delete all of our stuff, maybe. I've seen some people do that. I think that's a bold move. Just delete Facebook, delete Instagram, delete TikTok. But then again, then again, what if you see a street fight? Where are you going to post that? You just going to watch it? If you see a street fight and you don't instantly get your phone out to film, if not for the police, then for Worldstar? (laughs) What you talking about? You're the same people I talked about earlier who meet Bigfoot and they go like, oh yeah, I couldn't get a picture. I forgot my phone. Really, Terry? You didn't have your phone with you when you saw the one thing you've been chasing your, this, your whole life? Bigfoot? Or is it because you're, you're actually chasing yourself? Yeah, these are the questions we have to ask. Now, another question to ask is I posted a photo today. Now, if you guys recall back to episode two, Uh, My lovely fiance, Jen, made a guest appearance, and I think we'll have to do another one soon because one of the things we discussed was the chaos of, of her dishwasher loading. I don't even want to say program because the program has some structure. It, it looks like the, the dishes are on the counter and she opens the dishwasher and then just with her arm sweeps them in and wherever they land. They land. I'm talking, dude, I opened this up this morning. I, when I do this episode on Saturday, I will, I will put a photo of what I'm talking about. I mean, dude, there's bowls. Now we've had this, we've had this debate endlessly and we get nowhere is I think bowls go on the top and I'm not saying, excuse me, I have to clear my throat because I'm getting emotional. I'm not saying bowls can't go on the bottom, but they go on top first. That's the priority. And then if you have a couple bowls left and you're going to run it and there's space on the bottom, chuck them in. Be my guest. The bowl is your oyster, but they start on the top. And I opened it up today and I'm talking, there was like two, two cups, two cups on the top. And I got a I got a minefield of bowls sitting every what way. I got to pull this photo up and just look at this one more time. I mean, it is absolutely up. I got, oh my God, I'm looking at it right now. I got a bowl that's on its side. Oh, I think, I think some people think the dishwasher is just some like magic box that knows how to spray everything from every, like when you close it, there's little dishwasher fairies that come out with little mini toothbrushes. And it doesn't matter which, what way you put stuff. Cause they just fly around and scrape the edges. No, no. And I'm sorry to break this to you, but the, the dishwasher fairies are not real. They don't exist. It's actually just a mechanism that sprays water. Yeah. It's all machinery. So you have to place things in a way that it can get sprayed. I got a bowl on its side. I got to post this photo tomorrow. I got a bowl on its side. Dude, I had a plate. There's a plate with three pounds of lettuce on it. 
It looks like someone was trying to play X and O's with bowls and plates in the in the dishwasher today. And I just open that up and I'm zen and I fix it because we've had the discussion before. But I know a lot of people got stressed. And just so you know, I did fix it. I'm going to post a photo. Look at my, uh, depending on when you listen to this, I'll post a photo of it on my feed and you guys can see and let me know what you think and comment underneath it. I mean, maybe she's right. Maybe this is the way. Maybe this is a way to load it. I don't know. You guys got to look and let me know. Because to me, I almost had a panic attack when I opened this up this morning. But I got to give her credit because she did load it. And that's part of being a team. So speaking of teams, um, uh, that's just a terrible segue to say that is it. I know you guys got stuff to go do today. You're probably skiing. You're probably rubbing your butt on a T-bar. You're probably going into the lodge to get some chicken fingers. So do what you got to do. I hope you guys have a fantastic Saturday. And of course, we will be back for the bonus Sunday episode tomorrow. And maybe Jen will be on to clap back. Let's see. I will see you guys later. Bye.